This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Knockout Podcast, episode 33 now. Yep, welcome everyone. Yeah, welcome back. We, um, well, we, we sort of promised you a good main event last week and that largely delivered, but what we had not accounted for was a, a plethora of highlight reel knockouts, including perhaps the greatest one I've ever seen, but we'll get onto that later. Um, but yeah, we sort of left with little expectation, but we come back with, uh, well, with plenty to talk about. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, very entertaining card, at least. If not, like, not that many of the fights necessarily were particularly relevant for in terms of their respective divisions. There wasn't, like, that many ranked fights on there, but they're very fun, nonetheless. So, yeah, a good week, generally. Yeah, um, as, good as, a, as, good, as, good, as good as a fight night can be. Yeah, pretty As you much. say, not, not a whole lot of um, divisional relevant fights, bar, bar the main bar event. The main event yeah. um, but certainly some entertaining fights to, to keep you occupied in the meantime. Uh, so yeah, well, uh, we'll start with last week's card and we will move to, uh, and we'll talk about um, Ortega, Korean Zombie and the other fights on that card in a bit. Um, I guess we could talk about a bit about McGregor Poirier. That seems to be perhaps oh, yeah, we could do that. slowly moving towards a uh, some sort of resolution. confirmed resolution. But uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get that later. Um, so we'll start we'll start with this week, um, and we'll start at the top. Uh, Santiago Marais, um, a second round TKO, spinning wheel kick, and then sort of ground and pound punch finish. Um, this was just an awesome performance from start to finish from Sandhagen, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was just um, he kind of came in and pretty much knew exactly what he needed to do and executed it um, pretty, like, not necessarily flawlessly, like, um, because, they're, like, it's Marais, there is danger in that fight, and the the type of fight that Sandhagen needed to fight and did fight, uh, there was always going to be some danger in it. Uh, but he executed it pretty much as good as you could expect. It was... Uh, pretty much perfect uh, from Sandhagen. Um, but yeah, I just thought he did a brilliant job of what I kind of like. It was semi like I'm going to compare Sandhagen and Holloway here. And like they're quite different fighters. They're similar in some ways. But um, this kind of reminded me of Holloway's performances against Aldo. Where... Aldo, Holloway just kind of stayed on Aldo to keep out to keep Aldo busy, keep him thinking of things and like trying to counter. And that's kind of what Sandhagen did here. He would constantly keep something in Marais's face, uh, like pushing him, but also staying on the outside so that Marais couldn't relax and couldn't just kick from the outside like he might want to. He was always like having to deal with kicks of his own or. Uh, feints from Sandhagen or jabs and then Sandhagen would generally retreat to safety and played the range quite well um, so I thought that was uh, like excellent from Sandhagen he kind of like knew his opponent very well I feel for this fight um, and then uh, the body work was absolutely superb as well yeah yeah we knew we knew that coming in yeah I think um, I think there was um, as, as you say Marais is that is his most dangerous. We we said point at his most dangerous in those in those early rounds. He's got power. He can kick with a lot of strength. And I think um, there was perhaps something. I mean, you know, very different fighters and obviously very different techniques, very different sizes. Um, but I think there was an element. You know, you talk about Holloway fighting out of there. Was also perhaps that sense of um, looking at that second round that Cejudo put in against Marais. Just as you said, just keeping Marais thinking. When you, when you leave Marais, um, you know, to his own devices, he can kick you from, from range. He's great. But seemingly, when, when you keep him under pressure, keep him thinking, as you say, Sandhagen was just throwing out a lot of shots just to keep him busy. You know, not, not all of them were hitting. Not all of them were thrown with intent to hit. But they were yeah. just keeping him busy. And, and as you said, making sure he couldn't sort of settle into the fight. And, and, and ultimately, he didn't really get anything off of, of, of consequence, I, I, at, least, yeah. at least not in my mind. Yeah, so 
Yeah, he basically, like, Sandhagen would initiate to draw out counters from Marais, um, and then Sandhagen would retreat, and then he'd do his own damage generally on the lead. But when he would try to draw out the counters, it was mostly like, we know that Marais fades, and add that in with the bodywork. You could see by the second, like, by the second round, Marais was, like, fairly winded, and he came out in the second round, I mean, it didn't last very long, but for the minute that it did last, he looked, I'd say, significantly more hesitant um, to try and counter Sandhagen because of how frequently he missed and then the damage that Sandhagen was accumulating over time. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, it was brilliant, I thought. I yeah. loved it. <laughs> uh, you, know, you mentioned those bo- those um, body shots as well. That's a, a thing that Frodo great said. I know watching the knockout back and seeing a few people talk about it, it's, it's clear that um, as that sort of spinning uh, wheel kick is thrown, you can see Marais sort of protect his body. I think, God, I don't want yeah. to take another one of these. And then just brilliantly um, takes it up and just clips his, uh, clips his head, clips his temple and, um, and, and knocks him down. I thought um, it was great. And also another thing to consider is, uh, well, nothing to, 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 to take away from it was um, the lack of, shots taken from 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 Sandhagen. We've we've said before that he's well, sometimes a bit reckless. I know certainly the John Lineker fight in my head sticks to mind of a gut yeah. you know, he got in, got his shots off, but also took a few shots from a smaller guy with a lot of power. And um here, you know, that 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 was a few fights ago and you can clearly see that he's now, you know, being being more mindful with his entries, getting his shots off, as you said, drawing out the counters, but making sure he's out of range. And not taking those uh, those dangerous shots. Yeah, he did still take a few because, like as I said, and in the same way that Holloway took a few yeah, against Aldo against um, Like, yeah, um, and the type of fight that you're fighting is the fight that you like have to like. You're going to get hit when you're pushing the pace like that. Like it should like you're in a fight. It's going to happen. Um, but he took them well, um, and he was generally retreating as they were coming. Um, and he saw them coming. It was all clear-headed. So yeah, there was like he never really got buzzed at all, um, even though he did get clipped a few times. Um, but yeah, it was. I yeah, I like to like in my head when I'm watching fights, I do like to try and just to kind of help me understand it to like compare it to another fight. And that was the kind of one that I kept coming back to was the Holloway Aldo fight. Um, so yeah, it was just like it's hard to like see outside that and see things that aren't similar to Holloway Aldo for me, but like I thought it was, and because that's one of my favorite fights. Um, mm-hmm. Well, both of them are both the Holloway Aldo fights. Um, I'd like, because largely because of that, I really did enjoy this fight and I like Sam Pagan as well. So it enhanced the enjoyment even more. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, um, it, was it was, it was, it was great to see, you know, the uh, against, 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 against Sterling we had, we had such, such high hopes for Sandhagen just to like you know, show everyone um, what a lot of us had already seen on on yeah. a bigger stage, and um, that obviously didn't go the way he was hoping for. But this 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 felt like um, even though perhaps he he might not have had, um, you know, this 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 wasn't on a massive card. It still did feel like a, a coming out party in terms of yeah, um, you know, showing what a lot of us have already thought about Sandhagen, but um, on a bigger stage and, and crucially against a. Uh, know a, a top three four guy in the division i think he was ranked number one um mm. marais was um and yeah but well i suppose if you take into account sterling it, and yan yeah top three um but uh i forgot what i was gonna say oh yeah but just um yeah as you said like a coming out party and it is the biggest name he's beat and how dominant and impressive yeah. the performance was um added into that uh, I think this will um, be a big step, like a big gain for Sandhagen. And I know that I think they have officially booked Jan Sterling now. Yeah, no, I was just about sure. to come on to that. I think it's um, two five six. I think that was the one they were they were looking to target for. Yeah. Burns, Usman, or Usman Burns rather. Uh, yeah, it looks like um, Jan Sterling. Thank, thank, thankfully, will. Uh, Will take yeah. place. I mean, uh, as you said, I think we did say that if Marais won this, there was a chance they could have, they could have skipped uh, Sterling. But Jan, Jan, Jan Sterling, and yeah, I think Sandhagen called out. Um, was it? Who's, who's he called out? He called out Gar, not not Garbrandt, Dillashaw. Oh, that'd be interesting. He called out um, Dillashaw, and I really like that. 
Uh, who was the other one he called out? Um... Which is like interesting because Dillashaw can return from January, which like it does not seem like two years since the Frankie Edgar. That was the other name. Frankie out. Edgar. Uh, they were scheduled, weren't they? About uh, in about January time yeah. this year. Uh, but it built <laughs> Edgar got beat to a pulp by a Korean zombie, so I think that got um called off. Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh yeah, I I like the Dillashaw fight, that's interesting. It'd be very yeah, I don't know good... I don't know quite when his uh when his thing comes in, but if if I remember correctly, I think the Sahudo fight was sort of around the around the new year. Yeah, it was uh, I think it was it was the first fight of the ESPN deal. So it, I think it was around like the twelfth or the twentieth, something like mid-January, basically. Yeah. Um, so it like if Sandhagen gets that, he can turn around in two three months um, to fight Delashaw, um, which is a perfectly reasonable turnaround, and it, it could be longer. I don't know, um, but yeah, uh, I think I don't think I think TJ like I think Delashaw remained in the solid testing pool uh, by suspended. You definitely you do. So there's no like comeback time. So I think it is just when does Dillashaw want to fight um, is when he will return. Uh, so yeah, I, I quite like that fight. I think yeah, it's a good we will see. Fight. But he certainly, you certainly think um, with one more win, he could be he could be looking at uh, the winner of Yan versus Sterling. I think. Oh, I think certainly. He, he he certainly assumes the position of um, next next in line. But you would imagine yeah. he probably will have to fight against someone to a. Uh, Secure the number one contender position. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's certainly next in line there. It's just that the way the fights are scheduled, and also if if Sterling wing wins, he he definitely needs to fight again. I think to, in order to convince people that they want to yeah. see yeah, Sterling yeah, yeah. Sandhagen again. Um, but I imagine he will fight in between, just because that's in, yeah. that's scheduled for December. Um, yeah, and it would it would just make sense like to have a at least a two fight winning streak coming yeah. into it. Um, yeah, yeah, you think so? I'd imagine he will. And the Dillashaw fight sounds good. The Edgar fight sounds a bit. Although to be fair, I kind of forgot about the Edgar Munoz fight. Yeah, um, that's that's what I was taking. You know, and yeah, and I kind of forgot sense. about that. I, I can't I can't think of, um, you know, no other no other name is perhaps sticking out as a guy that I mean, who else can really claim a? I mean, I I, I don't I don't I don't think for a second. Um, Edgar, in his current, um, you know, with only a win over Munoz, could 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 put a claim forward for a title. No, job. but I'd it, certainly not. If he was to beat Sandhagen, I, I'm not sure there's many other guys who would sort of go, um, you know, would 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 be ahead of him for a for a fight. Yeah, yeah, I did. I completely forgot that, that fight happened, and Edgar looked pretty good in it. And he won, didn't yeah. he? Although I thought Munoz won. But, yeah, uh, this is true. Um, uh, but he did look uh, fairly decent. Better than he's looked in a while. Um, yeah, so yeah that actually that fight is actually more interesting than I initially considered. To be fair, <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, either one of those works. I prefer the Dillashaw fight. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, good performance for Sandhagen. Um, Marais, there's plenty of fights for him in the division. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be back. Um, we'll move. We'll move to the co-main. Um, Barboza, Makwanamir Carney. Um, 30 26 30 27 and 29 28 um you know this was uh, as as we said um last week this was the coming out party at featherweight that the ufc thought barbo's ego would be yeah pretty much <laughs> how to introduce barbo's to the division and this kind of this went a lot better although there was no spectacular knockout that they kind of yeah, certainly, sport. certainly a real lack of kicks actually throughout the entirety of the fight. Um, he kicked a lack of spinning kicks and a lack of head kicks. He yeah, fairly. Yeah, yeah. To the to the uh, to the to the to the calves and legs, he was he was kicking a lot. He kicked, but... Yeah, he kicked, I think he kicked the body quite well. He used more of a front kick though. Um, yeah. in this fight than he has in. The I guess to be fair, it makes sense against a uh, a wrestler or at least a guy whose strengths lie on the ground. You would you would you would not be throwing too many kicks that could get caught or you could yeah. slip over or anything like that. And he did get his kicks caught once or twice. Uh, I think like so. I think Americani took him down like at the exact same time in like the first and second. Yeah, round, right at the end seven of seven seconds left. Yeah, and it was like oh, pointless. Um, but he, I think they were both off, or at least one of them was off court kicks. Um, so yeah, I understand, but um, 
Yeah, Bob Ezra looked pretty good. He looks he looks significantly different, I'd say, as a fighter than he did at lightweight. Um, I think I don't know. He just I think he believes he's more of a power puncher now. It seems, um, whereas before he was very much a kind of like beat you up from the outside with kicks. He seems to be a bit of a bully now. Like he wants to kind of get in your face and like put his hands on you, uh, which is an interesting development. Um, and he plays it decently. He does seem to hit, have more pop at featherweight compared to the like rest of the fighters. Um, and he had a, de- a like an interesting, although like his kind of like hook to the body was a bit strange. Um, it like it worked and it looked hard, but it also looked a bit a bit sloppy. Kind of, it looked like he a good fighter would be able to draw that out and counter him. I feel, but. Generally, I think he looked pretty good. He dropped, um, I think he dropped Amir Khani like twice with a yeah, straight so. right. Yeah, uh, he dropped him with a straight right, um, which he wasn't really doing at lightweight. I don't recall him dropping people with his yeah, hands. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so either. At least, certainly not in his sort of recent fights. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. But I thought generally, um, yeah, the kicks to the body and then the kind of change in style was. Um, Quite interesting, um, but then Amir Khan he kind of came out very, kind of played allowed Barbos to play that game. Like he didn't try and get in Barbos's face. He played a very kind of outside, yeah, um, very bizarre. Um, it's like, uh, and also similar to um, to Ige in a sense. Like both of them were sort of happy to. Um, Stay in Barbosa's range and sort of run in fairly, fairly sort of haphazardly, which wouldn't wouldn't strike me as the best way to um, to beat Barbosa. Uh, yeah, I feel I can't fully remember the Ige fight, but I thought Ige did at least a little better. Um, yeah, yeah I seem I seem to remember. I think in the Ige fight, the Ige tried to chase him down early and then got dropped in like almost straight away. I think, uh, which probably caused some of that but Amir Khani um just didn't really kind of try and put the pressure on Barboza like you've seen be very effective by Barboza um against Barboza uh so it was interesting um but yeah I don't know it's kind of, it's kind of what we expected we did say that we both fairly heavily favored Barboza in this certainly if it got late and you did see in the third round Amir Khani was quite tired Although yeah. I imagine that's the round that one judge gave him, but I, I, I don't see it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where I could see it. I suppose he and did have him down for a long time. But like he had him um, on the ground for a long time, but then Barboza got up and like beat seven bells out of him. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, generally Barboza's body work looked quite nice, and then he did he did clock Emirkani in the third round. I think he went with a like. A like rear hook to the body, lead hook to the head that really um, seemed to stun Amir Khan. I thought that was nice. Um, but yeah, I thought Bobos looked pretty good. Um, yeah, looked good, and crucially gets that win that he would have been desperate for. It stops his well three fight losing streak, gets him a win, and um, yeah, he's a you know he's a guy with so much experience, and um, there's yeah. so many fun fights you can make with so many guys in that featherweight division. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sure they'll be keen to uh, to put him up against um, some other guys slightly ahead of him in the in the in the in the division. Yeah, I think there are some certainly fun fights for him. And as you said, like he's so experienced now that um, he's he is entering kind of like the final phase of his career. Like this yeah. is he's settling down into who he will finish his career as as a fighter. Yeah. Um, and so I think it'll be quite interesting. Slightly different, but. Um, doesn't quite have necessarily. I don't know. He still looks fast, but you've got to think that that's going to start to fade. Like he's thirty-four, but um, so I don't know how much longer he'll have his speed, which is obviously one of even at featherweight, uh, one of his best weapons. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he is as he goes forward and as he ages. Um, but yeah, he still looks decent. He still looks like Barboza, but slightly different. Yeah. Um... Okay, we'll move on. Um, where do you want to go next? I mean, I, as 
we sort of chatted uh, to Burr Rothwell before we came on. There's not really a whole lot to talk about. Um, just a, a, a slugfest heavyweight edition in every sense of the word. <laughs> um, Tom Aspinall looked good, but against, um, against what well, I say looked good, looked, you know, as good as you can do against a late replacement who, as far as I could work, I didn't really want to be there. Um, he sort <laughs> of took him down, um, took his back with relative ease, and the guy just started, started covering over from about the first shot, and the ref just stopped it. So it was a very bizarre stoppage. Um, Ilya Tapuria, I mentioned a bit um, before we were talking, um, ruined my ruined my acro, which <laughs> great, great salty, from, yeah, so salty. But <laughs> it did look good. Um, stopped. Well, got the unanimous decision of a few good takedowns um, against Zalal, who uh, was was putting on an impressive um, quarantine COVID run. Um, so yeah, he's he's one to watch. Um, you said you wanted to to watch. You, you said you caught a lot of the prelims, so do you want to pick out a uh, fight from there that, that you particularly enjoyed? Um, I actually didn't. I didn't catch that many of them, actually. I just watched the kind of... The finishes. The good knockouts, and then a bit of Giga Chikedzi. Um But yeah, Giga was firing in kicks. Uh, looked very aggressive. Um, and yeah, looks like to be a good fighter at 145. Again, another, it's a great division. Um him versus, like, they're so different in kind of, like, where they are in the division. But him versus, um, actually, they're not. I think they're both unranked. Or they should be, because I don't think Amir Carney was ranked. Um, but him versus Barboza would be fun. But I, I think Barboza's just in the sort of 14-15. I think because he, he came down to, um, to Featherweight, I, th- I, th- I think, I think he, he still had his lightweight ranking even after his run. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. <laughs> so I think I, th- I think he sort of took his lightweight ranking down to featherweight with him. Okay, he is ranked. Yeah, he's ranked fourteenth. Um, interesting. Okay. I mean, um, yeah. Do, I mean, do, do we want to do want to sort of go to the uh, the main topic of discussion? Um, <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> Joaquin Buckley um, versus Imperf. Oh God. Kasangane, I think is how it says. Imper Kasangane. Yeah, Kisangane, we'll go with I that. think it's one of those two. I mean, I mean, it's got written spinning back kick um, on Wikipedia. I'm, Doesn't I'm quite sure, do it justice. I'm not sure that that, that <laughs> quite does it justice. Uh, through a, through a, what was it, a left high kick or like a, a left or right kick, got caught, got sort of spun around and then through this sort of hopping well, spinning back kick right to the uh, right to the the jaw. Kasanga and I just went limp straight away. Fell back straight away. I mean, it, for for anyone who I, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, there's no way you've not seen it. Um, if 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 for some reason you have literally been living under a rock, um, do watch it. Um, yeah, I mean, utterly unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it was it was like it is a knockout that you will. Like get ready to see it on highlight reels for years. Um, it is. It was insane. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those that, like, especially for a, for a fighter with not a name. I mean, you know, oh, I'm not going to sit there. You know, I recognised his name, but um, I can't say I watched any of his fights. Who did he fight? Yeah, he fought Kevin Holland, so I could remember. Actually, oh, okay. actually, I remember Kevin Kevin Holland knocked him out in quite impressive fashion. Uh, as a late replacement, but um, yeah, I mean, this has just transcended the sport, especially for a fighter, as you said, uh, as I said, of, of his um, of his stature. I mean, I think Kanye West posted like a remix of this song, or a remix of a song on Twitter with with the Wacking Buckley knockout in the background. Oh I mean, God. it's just like <laughs> it's just like it's just gone viral, and um, yeah, I mean, unbelievable. I don't, I, I, I was sort of trying to wrap my brain for. For, for knockouts I could put above it. Of course, it doesn't carry with it um, the sort of um, relevance in terms of it. it wasn't in a title fight or it wasn't like um, at the top of a card, but certainly as a as an individual piece of like, well, martial artistry, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, it was uh, like, <laughs> it was just genuinely like, like something out of a 
like a video game or a movie um, <laughs> that like you see in a movie and you think, oh, that was very nice, but a bit unrealistic. But then yeah. it goes and happens. It's just like, it's one of those things that like you kind of play around with, you might play around with in training, but it's like, hey, you're never going to get that in a fight. Um, but like sometimes the spectacular happens and even no matter how unlikely it is. Um, yeah, it was just obviously brilliant to watch. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I thought uh, what I think will be interesting out of this um, is you sometimes get this with people that have spectac- spectacular knockouts is that they will get a big push. Yeah, um, well, I think I, re- I saw something saying they were they were trying to book him for one of the one of the big like UFC cards coming up. I think. Um, yeah, here we go. They're trying to book him. Yeah, so he's 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 fighting uh, on UFC two 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 five five. Is he oh. against Jordan Wright? Who I can't. <laughs> okay. Who who is who is um? If this is the person they're talking about, is yeah is is known as the Beverly Hills Ninja. So perhaps could be a. <laughs> <laughs> Both um, do yeah. some ninja stuff. Yeah, so he's he's fighting him. Uh, so yeah, as you said, they they're keen to sort of throw him out um and give him give him the limelight which makes sense yeah uh yeah um i understand that i think that um it's good that they booked him against like jordan wright and like because i could see i could imagine the ufc doing something where they kind of put him against a big name to kind of like because he's got a spectacular knockout now they want to really push him up the rankings um but i think that'd be a bit of a mistake uh try and build him up like he looked to be a fighter with kind of how how i feel like he's young in his cover how how many fights does he have i think he's 11 11 and 3 okay so depends where that experience come from he's only had one fight in the ufc uh so and so a lot of that's on the regional scene uh, well some of it was in bellator um he looked to be a fighter to me with kind of like quite like obviously very athletic and quite like a decent amount of raw ability, but still very like raw. Like he's got a lot of, uh, he's got quite a bit of work to do and just like fine tuning his game and understanding what he wants to do. Um, so don't push him too quickly just because he got a big knockout is basically yeah. what I would say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, it's if you can continue, like, because he did have a fairly like, he must have like a I'd imagine a taekwondo background. Yeah, I think he does. Like that because he did have even not uh, taken out the knockout. He did show a decent arsenal of kicks um, throughout the fight. He was coming up with um, a few ones, a few question mark kicks he threw, um, and a few other kind of like unorthodox kicks. So yeah, he's definitely um, someone that would generally be quite exciting. He's very aggressive as well. Um, so yeah one to watch if not necessarily one that's going to be a future champ but he will be fun yeah exactly and I'm sure he'll get plenty of coverage around his next fight um, I think that's about it um, for that card I mean good knockouts for Chris Dawkins and Tom Breeze as well but nothing that particularly needs any 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 great attention but yeah a um, good card good for Sandhagen viral moments and plenty of other knockouts I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure it exceeded any expectations we or you know anyone in the UFC sort of had for it um, yeah pretty much yeah well um we'll move on do we want to briefly chat about McGregor Poirier um, yeah go on then. yeah so it looks like might be happening there was some was some talk about McGregor wanting to push it through um before the year's end <clears throat> that doesn't seem like it's going to happen now that's like it's going to happen um in the first card of, of 20, well, the first um, UFC pay-per-view event of 2021. Talk about being in the Dallas stadium from McGregor. Who knows whether that will happen. Um, but it looks like, touch wood, we might get that fight. Any sort of early thoughts? Um. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I I think we have talked about it briefly. I think that um, it's interesting that they're both still quite young and near championship level. 
obviously well very close to championship level uh but it's not out of the question to say that they both might be out of their primes yeah. uh, for various different reasons. For like Dustin, it's kind of like accumulated damage, possibly, as we mentioned before, I think remnants of the brutal Max Holloway fights, as well as um, maybe just not. And he had a brutal fight with Dan Hooker as well. Um, so maybe he's not quite at his best anymore. I think that the best Dustin Poirier probably was in that Holloway fight. Um, and then he didn't really show up the same against Khabib and against against Hooker. He looked good, uh, but I think Hooker gave him more trouble than I expected. So maybe Poirier's just passed his best. And then for McGregor, it's kind of like he can't, might be out of his prime essentially just because he's not as motivated or as interested anymore. Um, yeah. Is the could be the suspicion. Obviously, he showed up showed up again. Had forty seconds against Cowboy. Um, but it's difficult to read too much into that, given, honestly, what a kind of layup that fight was yeah. for him. Um, so, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting. I'll probably still favour McGregor, but I would so love to see Poirier win that oh, fight. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I um, I think I would echo your thoughts largely. I think um, the amount of um, damage that Hooker was able to get off on Poirier um, doesn't bode well, at least in my yeah. mind, for a guy like McGregor, who, as you say, um, is is out of his um, out of his prime in terms of fighting regularly. Certainly, will be ring rusty, but I think still main, still will maintain that sort of laser left hand, um, and you would imagine would still be able to to get at Poirier quite, quite often. Um, yeah. that, that doesn't strike me as something that you particularly lose. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure we'll look at it more when it, when it comes to it, but looks like we could be, could be getting that fight, which is a uh, great. And this is good for Poirier as well. If, um, if he can secure himself a, uh, a good, a good paid out of that event, then I'm, uh, I'm happy for him because, you know, yeah. I think he did an interview this week that was seeming to suggest that Michael Chandler was going to get paid more than him oh, for that's a fight, which is just like um, his his words were, you know, I've bled too much to be disrespected, which I would, uh, yeah. I would agree with. I'd sign off on that, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll sure, see. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the weeks and months leading up to it, if indeed it, it does happen in that sort of first couple of weeks of January. Um, so we'll finish with the fights happening this weekend. Um, a good main event with, I presume, number one contendership on the line in the featherweight division. Um, I don't know whether probably. it's been. I don't know whether it's been specifically um, set touted, but with Holloway not having a fight scheduled. And with um, Yair Zabit pulled again, this seems, unless there's another fight which I can't think of, this seems to be the only sort of upper upper um, tier featherweight fight that's been scheduled at the minute that you could look and say, oh, well, if, if the winner, if whoever wins here, you would think would get the Volkanovski fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is weird. I I don't know. I feel like I would have thought they might want to give it to Zabit. Uh, to Zabit. But if Cream uh, Zombie wins this, I think that certainly it's probably going to go to him. Ortega wins this. I think the UFC like quite like Ortega. So I could because I mean I've got to assume that based on I mean it's not necessarily the UFC doing it based on the fact that Brian Ortega is still number two in yeah. the rankings after not having fought for two years and getting absolutely demolished. Yeah, having having also not won. For two and a half, two and years. A half years, um, I can only imagine that someone really loves Brian Ortega, <laughs> um, yeah. So, probably he'll get the fight, uh, if he wins, but I don't know if, if whether or not he would deserve it is another question, um, yeah. So, do, I mean, do you want to? I mean, we might as well start with that one whilst we're talking about it. Um, I mean, the, the, the obvious question is what on earth is Ortega going to look like, you know, yeah, fought in that Holloway fight. Um, 
in which he just got absolutely brutalised. And I don't, and I, and I think that is probably um, underselling it. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was the most. I think it was one of the most strikes landed in a UFC fight ever. I think like, it might, it might I think, be the most. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I, think, the, I think it is the most significant I think strikes. it is the most. And it ended at the end of the fourth and there was only one guy throwing the punches at that point. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was the most strikes landed by one person in a fight. And no, the I, fourth think, round I, I think it was might be total. Total? Uh, but between them. Um, yeah, and which is... Interesting. Um, that's even crazier because I'm in the fourth, um, I think Holloway landed... I mean, he broke the record for the amount of punches landed in a round in the fourth. Yeah, it is. It is. He, and it is. And it is comfortably there. Yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. that was last updated 25th of April 2020. Okay. So I don't know how true that is. But, um, uh, but I think also one thing I remembered from that night, it was the same night that Shevchenko fought uh, Yin Jacek. And in the fourth round, Holloway landed more significant strikes than either Injajek or Shevchenko did in total in their huh. entire fight, which is insane. Just like Max Holloway used Brian Ortega's face just like <laughs> to cement his legacy. It was brilliant. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, now that we've done like talking about an absolutely brutal beating, um, yeah, how will Brian Ortega look? Because he's been out for two years, um, dealt with some injuries along the way, um, had some arguments and some bad blood with Korean Zombie along the way. Been all a bit strange, to be honest. Um, getting in a fight with a like K-pop star or something, um, and this fight has been in the like build-up basically for about a year. This was scheduled when Korean Zombie fought Edgar, but Ortega pulled out. Um, so it's been kind of a long time coming. This one. Uh, so yeah, it will be interesting to see how Ortega looks, um, and then Korean Zombie looks very good. Has looked very good recently. Um, his counters are just pinpoint accurate at this point. Uh, he's yeah, very good timing. Uh, his like cross counter over the top is perfect. Like Moicano, yeah, I want to get to Moicano. Yeah, Moicano has a very good jab, um, and but Korean Zombie got the timing of it like almost instantly, um, and knocked him out from it. <laughs> um, and then he did like similar thing, like something similar to Edgar, I think, and then absolutely put a brutal beating on him after that. Uh, so Korean Zombie looks very, ac- he looks very sharp at the minute. He's very accurate. Um, and he looks to be hitting with significant power um, more than he has in the past. Um, and then Ortega is a weird guy as a fighter. Um, he doesn't seem to, He's very he's very like exciting and interesting to watch, um, but he's very much kind of just put it on you, um, create chaos, and then he um, likes to snatch his subs in the chaos. But on the feet, he's dangerous, but in like a not necessarily very polished way. Yeah. Like he can hurt you, but he doesn't necessarily have that much of like a process of what he's working towards i wouldn't say um but he i think i feel but i do think that one good thing about his game is that his sub game and his striking game do like synergize quite well um even if his overall striking game doesn't synergize with itself necessarily if that makes any sense um but no i think this will be an interesting one how do you see it um, it's so difficult to to say with any certainty you know, as you say, we can we can look at um, Ortega's you know fights, and there are certainly ones in that. I think the Moicano one sticks to mind, where he sort of snatched a victory from a fight that perhaps he wasn't um, wasn't winning. But you know, he's twenty nine, hasn't fought since he was twenty seven. So you would like to think there's been stuff that he's worked on. I think, as he said, for Korean Zombie, you know, if we look, obviously he took a lot of time off to do his um, military service. Um, and you know, he was quite literally a second from beating Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, um, knocked out <laughs> in the twenty-fourth minute with with one second remaining in the fight. Um, and if you take that loss away, he would be four and zero since his return from from military service. As you said, in the Moicano fight, looked great. The Edgar fight was it was a 
a clinic. Um, and yeah, I just think he looks sharp. You know, he's, um, his power is looking good, slipping punches. I, I think um, you've got to think that Ortega's made improvements, but it's going to be difficult um, if he starts slow, especially if he looks rusty. Um, it's going to be a difficult night for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see it being quite interesting because, like, although we like we just talked about Holloway beating Ortega for a long time, um, that clearly did show that um, Ortega is very tough. Um, yeah. So, Ortega is probably going to be there for a long time, uh, even if early on, Kareem Zombie... I mean, like, Korean Zombie doesn't really fade, but it is still, um, the longer the fight goes on, Ortega does kind of, he's got a knack for finding things that would seem quite low percentage, um, yeah. if that makes sense. He, he, he finds a way. Um, like, he's really good at that. Like, Clay Guida fight, the Moicano fight, um, and quite a few others, I think. Um, he's good at that. So, the longer the fight goes on, the more kind of just chances that... Um, Ortega has to kind of snatch something. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. But uh, Korean Zombie's a very good and exciting grappler himself. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I'd like to see these two grapple. Um, it'd be interesting because Ortega, although his submissions are very slick, I like I can't recall seeing like him work that much in regards to kind of like a traditional jiu-jitsu game where he like, takes you down and shows like this is what he's working yeah, it doesn't towards. doesn't doesn't really set them up yeah it's not like a damien meyer where he'll take you down and you'll just like clear progression to the back to choke you out yeah with uh ortega they are very opportunistic and he's very good at that um but it's just a slightly different way of doing it um so yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting but like yeah as i said um i'd probably favor korean zombie um but I feel like it's difficult know. not to. Yeah. From a guy that's not won in two and a half years, not fought in two years, um, to a guy that's looked good, we know's looked good in recent time. It's it's I think it's easier to favour Korean Zombie. <laughs> you know, does that mean Ortega has no chance? No, of any fighter who's sort of alive in a fight, you know, for for, for all of it. Ortega springs to mind because he said he's tough, he's got that unconventional guillotine that he can sort of get at from from anywhere clearly so he's going to be in this fight for for as long as um well as long as it goes um yeah but it it, um, it, it, it just it just um we, we we just have to wait to see what 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 he what he looks like what he's been working on and uh how he approaches yeah it, i really. think he needs uh ortega needs to have made really imp- like really big improvements mm-hmm. like in his defense particularly yeah yeah, yeah. this will look um so like the Holloway fight, Holloway was like made like such good use of like throwaway jabs and fainted jabs to get Ortega to move because Ortega has kind of very exaggerated kind of trunk and head movement, uh, and Holloway was able to draw that out and massively punish him for it. Um, and then also when Ortega would chase Holloway, he'd do it quite recklessly, and Holloway. There was one time he moved off the center line brilliantly and like counted him. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I don't see like Korean Zombie isn't going to do those things, but I'd imagine he's probably more of a direct counter threat than Holloway might have been. So it'll be interesting how to see how Ortega's defense whilst he's kind of leading and how um, smart he'll be about his leads will be uh, because he's like his. His aim really is to kind of make this quite a reckless fight because yeah. that is where he has the best chance of getting an opportunistic submission. Uh, but if he makes it a reckless fight, clearly he's probably going to um, eat quite a lot. Uh, so I don't know. I think it'll be a very good fight. I think it'll be very exciting. Um, yeah. So, like, have no worries about that. Uh, although I'm saying that now, it's probably going to be an absolute snooze fest. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the curse. Um, but no, I think it'll be a very good fight and I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, what else I want to touch on? I guess um, 
we can. It's actually a okay card. Yeah, I mean, I guess Andrad Andrade Chikagian, um If not, if not to to to, to purely discuss um, Andrade's move up. Um, obviously, he's been yeah. a, a staple of the uh, the strawweight division for some time. Um, lost the most recent fight. Well, lost her uh, two most recent fights um, to Weili Zhang and then Rose. She moves up to to flyweight um, to fight Caitlin Chikagian, who is hey, who did she? Oh, she dominated Antonina Shevchenko in her last fight. Um, yeah, I mean, thoughts on this? Obviously, the the size will be in terms of the height will be an interesting interesting element yeah. to this fight. Because she's uh, she's small at straw weight, um, but you would imagine her power and her like natural strength would transfer well, I guess. And uh, remember that um, George used to be a bantamweight, which is insane. Yeah, um, like she just didn't want to cut one fifteen and used to be a bantamweight. Uh, so strength wise, I would still um, like she's freakish in her strength. I would still yeah. probably give her the strength advantage here. Um, and she does use it well. Like she knows how to make it count in a fight, um, which some fights necessarily like. It's like no use having a, an advantage if you can't if you don't know how to use it. But Andrade does use her like just physical presence very well. Um, I think it'd be uh, maybe an interesting one to be honest. Like obviously, I've seen Caitlin Chukagian like fight before, but. Um, like just because I it's like she's not particularly interesting, I can't really tell you much about her. So, um, like nothing sticks out in my mind. Um, so I can't really tell you how like it'll interact. Um, but I don't know. I'd like um, Andrade to win and get a shot at the title sometime in the future. Um, I don't know. I don't know how like. I don't see her really doing anything against Valentina, but still, she's better than probably everyone else at flyweight. So, um, what might as well be her? Yeah, um, it'll be a weird one, as you said. Yeah, like Chikagin, you imagine her strengths lie. Well, I say imagine um, they do lie sort of with her ground game, which, albeit, is no sort of submission masterclass or anything like that. Um, it, it, she, she. I mean, I guess uh, especially against Antonina Shevchenko, you know. Took her down, did well in that element, but um, yeah, it'll be an, it'll be an interesting to want to watch. They say I'd like Andrade to win just to give a bit of uh, a bit of a refreshing look to that flyweight division. But um, yeah, probably probably one we can more sort of talk about in um, looking 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 back on it um, as we see sort of how Andrade looks at the weight and how she performs. Um, what other what other fights? Uh, do you want to talk about who um, have you got your eye on? The, uh, like kind of a sleeper, what I think will actually be quite a fun fight is Claudio Silva, James Krause on this. Uh, Claudio Silva, if you remember, he's like had a very strange career. Like he fought, he lost a split decision to Leon Edwards in 2014 and then didn't fight until 2018 again. Um, he was the one, if you remember, he fought Danny Roberts um, and it was the he submitted him by armbar, but it was the weird one where it was like, it was like the oh, verbal, verbal submission. Ta- oh god, yeah. Um, uh, it was yeah, a bit of a strange one. And uh, Danny Roberts was kind of beating him up on the feet, if I remember right. I, mean, I can't remember that well, to be honest. But I was in the student union watching that one. Um, good fun. Um, and I haven't watched it since. But he does have a good ground game, and so does James Kraus. So if these two grapple, I imagine that will be quite fun. Um. So yeah, watch out for that. Um, James Krause is interesting. He was uh, he took that fight on what twenty four hours notice against yeah, Trevor Giles and had yeah. an absolutely fantastic fight against him. So um, yeah, uh, that that one would be pretty good. And then uh, you've got, got Side Namagamadov right down opening the card, who I think is yeah, his cousin. cousin. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, so is that's his debut as well. No, yeah. it's not. That's wrong. That's not his debut. <laughs> no, he's had three fights in the UFC. He just lost his last one. Um, I can't. I can't remember those fights. Gillian Robertson. She's good on the ground. Good uh, one to watch. Um, 
And Jimmy Crute as well. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Crute um, got a win in his most recent fight against... Who did he get to win against? Oh, uh, the tiny Michael. guy that I quite Michael. like. Yeah, we just call Michael because we can't pronounce his surname. But um, the one that um, we said was just like a little baby for light heavyweight. But yeah. It's actually... A good, a decent light heavyweight, but he's just too small for it. <laughs> yeah, um, he fights Modestus um, Bukaskas, who is Lithuanian, um, born in uh, born in in England. Um, had his first fight in the UFC, won in weird fashion, and now gets Jimmy Crute, which is um, quite a step, a step up. up. But uh, as as often needs to be pointed out, this is the light heavyweight division, and. You, there is not a whole lot going on, so you can you can you can very much get on a on a one on a one fight win streak as Bukowskis um, has and find yourself knocking on the door of the rankings. So yeah, that yeah, was interesting one to watch. Um, I I can't really remember a whole lot from Bukowskis, um, but we'll see how we'll see how he fares against Jimmy Creek, which will represent a um, a large step up in his um, in his competition. That's um, anything else you'd like to talk about? I don't think there's any. Um, I mean, John 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 Phillips is there. who got absolutely ragged though by Chimaev in the first one. So ho- hopefully he can get a uh, <laughs> a win just because you know that 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 was rather unfortunate. I don't think anyone knew at the time what they were getting themselves in with with a Chimaev fight. Um, so no. hopefully he can get himself a win. But plenty to talk about in retrospect, as you say. See how Claudius Claudio Silva looks. See how Bukowskis looks, Andrade, Ortega. Plenty of intrigue going in, but not a whole lot that we can sort of analyse with a great deal of certainty. No, but it should be okay. And yeah, the main event, be. the main event will be good. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's probably where we'll leave it um, for this yep. week. We'll come back next week, preview that, and of course, we then have the big one, two five four. We got a bit excited last week. We've already lost one fight in the form of RDA <laughs> Makachev. Um, oh, yeah, cool. And I think Makachev is now confirmed to be off the card. Um, but there's still plenty to be excited about. And for fear of not wanting to tempt fate, which will not mention any names, although you just have, um, <laughs> Khabib will now roll his ankle in training tomorrow. Oh, and no. we <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week to preview all of that um so thanks everybody for listening um thank you stay safe um and uh, yeah we'll uh, we'll speak soon see ya purple radio podcasts thanks for downloading this purple radio podcast for more great content and to listen live head to purpleradio.co.uk